Good morning, Orlando. Tuesday morning at 6 here on the 50,000-watt front porch. We're glad you've joined us for our first check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, McCain returns to D.C. for the health care vote, and Orlando's flag design is officially approved. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. My take and yours on the big mistake I fear the president is about to make. Next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 102.5. Arizona Senator John McCain is returning to Washington, D.C. today for a key Senate health care vote. Just last week, the Arizona Republican announced that he'd been diagnosed with brain cancer. McCain had surgery to remove a blood clot above his eye, and further tests confirmed he had a brain tumor. His office said McCain's lo- McCain looks forward to returning to D.C. to, quote, continue working on important legislation, end quote. Meanwhile, senators will take a big procedural vote today to open debate on that health care bill, but it's unclear whether Republicans can muster enough votes to move it forward. Several Republicans have complained that they don't know what legislation they're being asked to consider. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell promised a vigorous open process to repeal and replace Obamacare if the procedural hurdle is cleared. A revised Senate Republican health care bill collapsed last week. The House narrowly passed a bill to repeal and replace Obamacare in May. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is reportedly thinking about whether to keep Attorney General Jeff Sessions. The Washington Post reports that Trump and members of his inner circle are considering letting him go because of the president's frustration with Sessions for recusing himself from the Russia investigation. Trump recently told The New York Times that he wouldn't have hired Sessions if he'd known he was going to recuse himself. Trump described Sessions yesterday as beleaguered in a tweet questioning why Sessions wasn't investigating Hillary Clinton. In a moment, we're going to get into this. Uh, we're going to have a session on sessions here on the 50,000-watt front porch. I'm very concerned about what's going on here. I have no idea who a replacement for sessions might be. We'll talk about it momentarily, Deb. Because I know you do have uh, some rumors as to who might be considered. Exactly. And I think they would have major issues if they would even go near this job in this environment. Well, stay tuned, but we'll have that in just a moment. In the meantime, the House Intelligence Committee is scheduled to interview Jared Kushner today. The House panel announced the interview Friday, saying it was part of their ongoing probe into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election. Kushner testified in a closed-door session before the Senate panel on Monday as some Democrats continue calling for his security clearance to be revoked. President Trump's son-in-law and close advisor has emerged as a key figure because of his repeated questionable contacts, including a meeting with a Russian lawyer last year organized by Donald Trump Jr. In other news, if you haven't seen the video, be thankful. The father of a California teen who was killed in a crash that was live-streamed to Instagram says he knows it was an accident. Abdulia Sanchez of Stockton was behind the wheel of the car that flipped and killed her 14-year-old sister the day before she was to turn 15 on Friday. A viral Instagram live stream, which has since been removed, appeared to so Sanchez standing next to her dead sister saying, quote, I killed my sister. I can't use the full quote, but I don't care. I killed my sister. I know I'm going to prison, but I don't care. Nicandro Sanchez, the father of the two girls, uh, told KFSN-TV that Abdulia knows she's done something wrong. He said, quote, she feels bad for herself, but she killed her own sister, end quote. Another Fresno teenager who was a passenger in the car suffered major injuries. 
Abdulia Sanchez is charged with DUI and vehicular manslaughter. Was this something um, that we've been seeing before where somebody wants their 15 seconds of fame? Yes, it's it's Is incredible. Is that what was going on here? When I first heard the tease. Like the guy driving down the beach? Yeah, exactly. Live streaming it to, on Facebook. Exactly. The kids recording themselves mocking a man drowning. He, out in Cocoa, right out in here Cocoa. in Central Florida. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is just like that. She was live streaming her drunken driving, two kids in the car, sister not wearing a seatbelt. Kind of a joyride Kind thing. of a joyride. And at one point, you you even hear her sister say, she's going to kill me. Oh, boy. Because she narrowly avoids a collision with a black SUV and then ends up overcorrecting, flips the car, ejects her sister, and continues to live stream. I don't know how we shut this kind of theater down. That, 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 that we're seeing much too much of this. I I don't know. Take away the, take away. I don't take away the hits. Take away the the viralness of. The I don't know. Videos. I'd say put them away for a long time. Yeah, send exactly. a message. And I know you know maybe we shouldn't talk about it, but at the same time, it's one of those stories that people are going to talk about whether you think we should or we shouldn't. It's just oh. one of those stories where you're like, I can't even believe that yeah. this happened. Deeply disturbing. Deeply disturbing, absolutely. In local news, Orlando is about to raise a new city flag. A design chosen in a public contest was approved yesterday by the city council. It features a blue, stylized version of downtown Orlando's iconic Lake Eola Fountain encircled by a, ye- a yellow letter O that's set against a background of white and blue. The flag will make its official debut in a ceremony at City Hall next Monday, July 31st, Orlando's official 142nd birthday. How about that? I like the flag. It's a big upgrade from the flag we've had for years. There was a crowded skyline of buildings and palm trees. This is much nicer. And a UCF grad came up with the winning design. We're going to talk about it in our 7 o'clock hour. Which is great. And another thing about the uh, fountain, it's in, it has the six, it looks like, you know, the fountains represented the water shooting off. Well, there's mm-hmm. six of them to represent Orlando's six districts. Yep, yeah, very nicely designed. It, I like it. It is. It's very nice. And finally, a teenager has one less reason to worry about her future or ask her parents for cash. Orlando 18-year-old Daniela Leon Roos Recently won the jackpot and a new scratch-off came. Leon Roos won the $500 a week for life game and will get $26,000 a year for at least the next 20 years. Wow. She bought the ticket at an Orlando Publix near Lake Eola on East Central Boulevard. I always think you got to go to the, you know, off-the-wall stores. You talk about return on investment. That would be it. <laughs> that would be it. Excellent <laughs> wow. first financial lesson. WFLA News Time. Sorry, bud. 608. Read about a CPR student saving their teacher having a heart attack. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. Uh-huh. You can get that story at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Sorry, bud. What are you sorry about, Deb Meister? Oh, I stepped over you when you were about to say something. No, 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 no. Always enjoy the conversation. By the way, if you want to see Orlando's new flag, Yaffe has posted it on the website. Go to 1025wfla.com and click on the Good Morning Orlando tab at the top of the page. Or just go keyword Budman, and it, and it is there, uh, the Orlando, the new flag. I think it's definitely better than what we had. Yeah, and it's great to know that it was a UCF grad. who's yeah. the one who came up with the design. Yeah, he's quite a guy. More on that story a little later. We'll also talk about the new panhandling laws here in Florida. I want to know whether you think Orlando has got it right on panhandling. Uh, and, and I think that they do with a few exceptions. But first things first, um, 
We've got to get into all that's been going down Washington and Trump administration related. Uh, It feels to me like it's the end of the line or close to it for Attorney General Jeff Sessions. I think that would be a horrible decision if Trump fired him or forced him to resign. There's new evidence that he is right on the brink this morning. Um, and, And we'll get into the hard sell by the president at a national address yesterday from the White House about health care and what the Senate needs or needs not to do. They got a procedural vote today. We'll get into that. You'll hear from uh, Jared Kushner, who I think comported himself well, at least publicly. I don't know what happened behind closed doors yesterday. All of this and more. We'll have that in Orlando's News, Weather and Traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Yaffe, I looked at the calendar. John McCain returns to Washington, cross-country flight that I'm sure his doctors advised against just 11 days after they opened him up and took out a two-inch blood clot behind his left eye, went in through his head, through his skull to do it, then discovered the aggressive uh, form of brain cancer that he will now have to deal with The North Vietnamese found out when they captured him, imprisoned him, and tortured him for years during the Vietnam War what tough stuff this guy is made of. And at age 80, he's still made of the same stuff. Yeah, I don't even think I could do that now. Nonetheless, at age 80. I mean, come on. Now, since they're having trouble getting to 50 votes, um, and this is just a procedural vote to open up debate on who knows where it all goes. It's not clear exactly what kind of health care bill... They will be voting on whether it's repeal, whether it's replace, whether it's a combination of both House bill, Senate vote, who knows. But they got to get to 50 votes here. So this is actually very critical for a procedural vote. And I guess McCain wants to weigh in. I have to believe he's a yes vote on at least getting into debate here based on what he has said before. Well, I'm sure that's the reason. But I I was still shocked, like you, that he's able to do this. Shocked also by the AP report citing multiple forces, uh, sources within the White House that President Trump is speaking with advisors about firing Attorney General Jeff Sessions. This would be a colossal mistake, in my opinion. One of the strongest, earliest allies of candidate Donald Trump, Jeff Sessions. Department of Justice rules required, it's clear to me, that he recuse himself from anything to do with the Russian meddling and collusion investigations because he had had contacts with Russians and while he was on the Trump campaign. I think that 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 was required of him. Trump seems to still think it's an act of gross disloyalty, and he's furious with him. He wants to get rid of him. This president right now needs strong allies and good friends, and I think he has that in Jeff Sessions. But again, he continues to push him away, he continues to work him over <coughs> in public, called him beleaguered yesterday, rolled his eyes during a photo op at the White House when asked about Attorney General Sessions. It's just ugly what's going on here, Mr. President. And my question to you and to you listening to me this morning is this. If not Sessions, who for Attorney General? And who would take this job? At this point in time, Jeff Sessions is your friend, Mr. President. And it's going to be a lot more trouble in the wake of canning him than it is patching up the relationship and moving forward with this man. 
407-916-5400. We'll try to squeeze in a little sound of the president putting the hard sell on the Senate on health care and a little Jared Kushner saying, I didn't collude, did nothing wrong, made a public statement yesterday. Lots to get to here. But are you with me on this Jeff Sessions attorney general issue? Or do you want him gone? And if so, you tell me who's the next attorney general. There are a few names floated out there, but I see huge problems for them, even if they would consent to be nominated. This is a mess, and it's an unnecessary mess, in my opinion. Bad for the president. He needs to keep Sessions on, although I feel like the whole relationship is hopelessly broken, And I really do feel the end is near and almost inevitable for Jeff Sessions, and I hate to see it. That's my honest opinion, for which I am paid here at WFLA to give you three hours a morning, like it or not. Are you with me on Sessions or not? Well, we got a lot to do and not enough time to do it. Callers, I'm coming to you in just a moment. Uh, If Jeff Sessions is forced to resign, and I think his position is pretty untenable right now, or fired outright by the president, which I think he's trying to avoid doing because he doesn't want to look like the bad guy, it's going to be like Sessions walked the plank on his own, although we know that would not be the case. Ted Cruz denied last night that he's under consideration to be attorney general. Um, He says media reports are false, but he didn't say he wouldn't take the job. But can you imagine a confirmation hearing? When they say, well, wait a minute now, you're a candidate to be the top law enforcement officer in this country, sir, when your boss, the president of the United States, called you repeatedly, lying Ted, on the campaign trail? I mean, how would that work? Can't imagine he would take the job because he'd be, you know, leaving the Senate. And look what happened to Sessions. He just may have, you know, if, if he's out now, he's not senator either. Um... You know, there'll be a mess for Ted Cruz, who has political ambitions that I think require him now to stay in the Senate. But at any rate, uh, Rudy Giuliani also says he's not into consideration, wouldn't take the job, and would have recused himself if he were in Sessions' position, because he understands what the rules of the Justice Department require in that situation. I wish somebody could get through to the president. Let's go to Hector briefly from Orlando. Good morning, Hector. Hey, good morning, but uh, I don't believe I have nothing to do uh, with the recusal. I think it's a failure for uh, Sessions to, to start being to Justice uh, Lynch, Susan Rice, Comey, Hillary, and the Foundation. By now, he must have more than enough evidence to bring to justice, and he just doesn't want to do it. Now, I don't know. You, I, I suppose you may be right, Hector. Um, you know, and, and Trump also didn't like some of uh, you know the way uh, he, he testified and lame answers in Congress. This is not a reason to fire a guy. This is a reason to work with the guy particularly when he was the first senator to support you, and particularly when you don't seem to have a lot of support, particularly from your own party. Do you agree with me, Yaffe? It's a colossal mistake, it appears, this president is about to make, um, forcing forcing Sessions out one way or another. Yeah, not only that, but it was Trump himself who said he was not going to go after Hillary, who, who said, you know, at the beginning, we need to move on from that. Yes. So really, Sessions is doing what Trump wants. So he's pretty much done everything that Trump wants. So I don't really understand this either. Ben, I'm tight on time. Give me 20 seconds out of Claremont on all this. I think it would be a bad move to get rid of Sessions, and I'm wondering if uh, his daughter or somebody like that is behind this because it doesn't make a lot of sense. 
So you'd advise the president, patch it up and move on with Sessions. He's a good guy, and he's your ally and friend. Oh, I'd support him every day on TV. I'd put Sessions up, you know, make sure everybody understood what a good guy he is. Thank you, Ben, very, very much. On the issue of President Trump yesterday framed by Americans hurt by Obamacare and its implosion, laying into the Senate Republicans as they flail around and prepare to vote on something health care related with a procedural vote to open debate slated for today. To every member of the Senate, I say this. The American people have waited long enough. There's been enough talk and no action. Now is the time for action. Any senator who votes against starting debate is telling America that you are fine with the Obamacare nightmare, which is what it is. Boy, I tell you what, he really socked it to the uh, to the to the senators in the Republican Party. I I, I think it was great. I kind of wish we had had more of that early on. Uh, who knows how all of this is going to go today, but we will most definitely follow it for you. We roll on from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Deb's back with us right now for a news update, and this story is both unbelievable and truly, truly heroic, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It just goes to show why he is an American hero. Arizona Senator John McCain will be in Washington, D.C. today for a very important Senate health care vote. It was just last week that the Arizona Republican announced that he'd been diagnosed with brain cancer. McCain had surgery to remove a blood clot above his left eye, and further tests confirmed he had a brain tumor. Senators will take a key procedural vote today to open debate on that health care bill, but it remains unclear if Republicans can muster enough votes to move it forward. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The South Florida Museum in Bradenton will reopen to the public today, two days after Snooty, the world's oldest manatee living in captivity, was found dead. Museum coup Jeff Rogers says the 69-year-old manatee became trapped in an underwater tunnel used to access plumbing for the tanks. No one wants to understand what happened here more than we do. We did receive the summary necropsy report from Dr. Dave Murphy, Snooty's longtime veterinarian, and the FWC up in St. Petersburg, uh, confirming that Snooty's cause of death was drowning. Rogers says there is an investigation into exactly what happened, but he insists that the panel leading from Snooty's tank to the tunnel was bolted shut and hadn't been opened in five years. Mm. In the meantime, a petition is being circulated in Bradenton to replace a Confederate memorial outside the old county courthouse with a Snooty statue. The courthouse sits just a few blocks away from the South Florida Museum where Snooty lived. Snooty, of course, drowned this weekend in what's being called a tragic accident. The petition calls the 69-year-old manatee a positive symbol. But 1,500 people have to sign it before the matter can be considered by city and county officials. Boy, that's an interesting swamp that will be controversial there and something maybe we'll talk about tomorrow. That's what I like to do. Bring you you the the work and do your homework for you, bud, man. Now you got me all jazzed up here. All right. (laughs) In other animal news in Florida, more than 5,000 lionfish have been removed from Florida waters over the past two months. But... Trust me, that's just a drop in the bucket. Tom Eason at the State Wildlife Commission says the invasive species from Asia is showing up just about everywhere it shouldn't be. 
This is our worst marine invader that we've experienced to date. I don't know of any estimates, but there, there likely are millions and millions of lionfish out in the waters around Florida. Lionfish are outbreeding, outcompeting, and outliving our native fish stocks, and they're, they're good at it. The Wildlife Commission is sponsoring a lionfish roundup to try and put a dent in the population. The competition continues through the first week of September. They've been doing it, for, again, for two months, and the person who begs the most will be crowned the king or queen of the lionfish. You can find details at myfwc.com slash linefish. And you can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Yep, and here she is live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. From all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch and Good Morning Orlando, good morning to you, Gina. Good morning. So you've been taking a look at the stock market, its performance yesterday, what the futures are indicating. What can you share with us right now? Well, the futures are a little changed to higher this morning ahead of reports on home prices and consumer confidence. Lots of earnings to watch for today, including those from McDonald's, 3M, General Motors, Caterpillar and AT&T. The Fed starts a two-day meeting today. Yesterday, stocks were mostly a little bit lower ahead of this busy week. The Dow was down about 67 to 21,513. The S&P lost three points to 2470. The Nasdaq rose 23 points and settled in at 6411. The Bloomberg Orlando index was down about three tenths of a percent. Now, you folks at Bloomberg have your eyes on uh, Google's parent company, Alphabet. What can you tell us there, Gina? Yeah, the shares are losing some ground this morning. They're down about 2.5% in pre-market trading. And this is mainly coming on concern about rising costs to expand Google's newer, fastest-growing advertising businesses. Sales did meet estimates in the latest quarter, but we also saw profit taking a hit from a record antitrust fine from the European Union. And big news out of the fashion industry, right, uh, Gina? That's right. Michael Kors has agreed to buy Jimmy Choo for about $1.2 billion. This is a shoe company. The Jimmy Choo brand first rose to prominence in the late 1990s and the early 2000s, boosted by high-profile devotees, including the late Princess Diana. Very interesting there. And here's something I didn't know. Bloomberg reporting that apparently many cargo containers, those great big boxes that everything gets shipped on on barges, some of them get lost out at sea, and they're yeah. trying to fix that problem. I had no idea that I problem know. even existed. Yeah, we were sort of talking about that amongst ourselves here in the newsroom. Apparently, ocean-bound cargo has become less likely to go missing at sea thanks to a new weight rule. The number of containers lost each year dropped 48 percent to almost 1,400 on average in the three years through 2016. This follows a requirement that all boxes be weighed before loading so that they can be spread evenly across the vessel and minimize accidents, according to the World Shipping Council. About 130 million containers travel on ships every year. And finally, in our Bloomberg Business Report this morning, for as long as I can remember, there have been issues with how do you safely dispose of medical waste? And maybe a company now has a better idea, right, Gina? Yeah, this is in Bloomberg Business Week, a story about a Massachusetts-based company called Sterilis, which has created a photocopier-sized device that can sterilize and grind up medical waste, including syringes, to produce non-toxic garbage, cutting the cost of waste disposal. Uh, Business Week says that the superheated steam kills pathogens and a grinder reduces the sterile waste to confetti-sized shavings, requiring no special handling. The full story is in this week's issue of Bloomberg Business Week.
Fascinating, important stuff as always. Brought to us by the one and only Gina Cervetti, live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Have a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to tomorrow morning, same time, Gina. All right. Thanks, bud. You too. You bet. Schumer admits what Hillary would not, and the Democrats plot a new course. Is this going to be a winner or a loser? My take and yours straight ahead from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll get into that with the Democrats, and we'll have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated for you in just two minutes. So sit tight if you can right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 7 o'clock hour, I'll ask you whether Orlando has it right with the new panhandling laws. I like some of what's here. They were forced into a few other moves that I don't like. Uh, But I want to know what you think and whether or not you would favor these laws being adopted universally throughout Central Florida, not just in the city of Orlando. That's coming up. Now, the uh, Democrats, (laughs) this is amazing. I never thought they would admit that they were their own worst enemy in the campaign. They had a candidate who wasn't as good as the guy who won the presidency. That's Hillary versus President Trump. And that they didn't have issues that resonated with enough voters. They didn't have a clear, attractive uh, message. Hillary blamed everybody and everything for her loss. But Chuck Schumer used to be a senator with her in New York and, and was all over Hillary becoming the next president of the United States. You know, now says essentially we need to blame her. We need to blame the party. I never thought I would live to see the day. Here's a little bit of Schumer and a little bit of Pelosi. Not too much because I know that's hard to take at this time of day. Um, On the rebranding of the party, they are now pitching a better deal for voters. Will it be a winner? Let's listen. President Trump campaigned on a populist platform, talking to working people. That's why he won. Too many Americans don't know what we stand for. Not after today. We stand for three simple things. First, we're going to increase people's pay. Second, we're going to reduce their everyday expenses. And third, we're going to provide workers the tools they need for the 21st century economy. Better jobs, better wages, a better future. A better deal is founded on strong values that we share, strong values fueled by fresh ideas. All right. As soon as I heard this, I said, you know what? I don't think there's really anything changing here. It's the same people running the show. Aging leadership, hard left and slouching farther left. Those coming up like Elizabeth Warren becoming even stronger, more strident, influential votes in the party. I root for the Democrats to go as far left as they can and get even further out of the mainstream than they are right now. I can tell you this. There's a compelling spot that is running right in Nancy Pelosi's face in her home district out in San Francisco. I grabbed the audio here. Yaffe did for me off this spot, and we'll post the video on the website. The Congressional Leadership Fund with its 32nd spot running in Pelosi's district, blasting the Democrats and their attempts to rebrand their party and sucker voters into believing anything they stand for has changed when nothing has. This is pretty good with the audio only, but I recommend you go to the website to hear or and see this compelling spot. 1025WFLA.com, uh, keyword Budman. Yaffe, let's roll it. 
Democrats are the party of the resistance. Radical extremists who destroy buildings, burn cars, and divide America. Hollywood celebrities who are blinded by their hatred of the president. Nancy Pelosi and the Washington Democrats answer to them. There's no new agenda. Behind the poll-tested slogan are the same old liberal ideas. Single-payer health care, sanctuary cities, job-crushing taxes, and big cuts to our military. Pelosi's San Francisco values are wrong for America. That's pretty compelling stuff. Go take a look at it on the website. It's even more so. Um, Yaffe, they're just trying to dress up. You know, saying it's like trying to put lipstick on a pig here. Still a pig. And um, and and this better deal, even speechwriters and the Democrats are saying the slogan itself is is lame. And what a better deal. What does that mean? Better than what we offered you before? Not even claiming it to be great, good or great, much less. You know, I'm sure they mean better deal than you're getting from the Republicans. But the whole thing is murky and it's not very compelling. And I think the biggest problems they have with ideologically, they continue to move further to the left, okay? The base loves it. They're demanding it. They're pulling them that way. But there aren't enough of those true whack jobs from the left to get them back in power again. They've lost nearly a 1,000 key seats in Congress and legislatures around this country over the last 8 to 12 years. I don't see anything they're doing here to reverse that. I really don't see anything changing. What? I, I would. I'm very worried about this. Why? I think this message is a lot because for the past eight years or so, especially under Obama, they have focused solely on identity politics, and they thought that was going to work, and they thought it was going to work with Hillary. They would get the women vote, and they would get the minorities. Well, that's not that didn't work. It worked with Obama because he was sort of a unique candidate, but that can't continue to work in the future. So what they're doing is they're focusing on an economic message that can reach. A lot more people, a broad more audience. Now, the running joke is that the better deal kind of sounds like better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. (laughs) And I agree that it's not the best messaging. And you're right that it's just socialism. The message is just more socialism, which is is. which is a problem. But them moving away from identity politics and focusing on people's income, people's jobs, um, and stuff like people's health care and stuff like that, while the Republican Party can't decide what they're going to do, I'm very worried. I think this I think we should be worried. Well, about that's, a, message that's like a very this. interesting take. And it, and it actually playing to your take on this, which I appreciate. Um, there's a new poll out that I think really got the Democrats attention that show that the majority of, of, of Democrat voters were frustrated with them because they felt like they did not stand for anything except bashing trump exactly and that and they wanted a positive message so you're saying now they've got one as lame and and unchanging as i truly believe it to be you think this is this is a direction that worries you well yeah and i think unfortunately i think a lot more of our country is moving to the left in on those issues unfortunately so they could reach a a lot of people i think does that mean they're going to win everything no it's more socialism and it doesn't work but it's much better than where they have been. So let me ask you, where are you? We've had our little debate here about the new Democrat message, the better deal. Is this going to be a winner for them? Are you as worried as Yaffe is? I'm not as worried as he is, but i got to tell you right now, if the Republicans don't get their act together and they don't have it together, see health care for notes, 
that Democrats will be huge beneficiaries just by default. And that worries me. 407-916-5400. Let's talk about it, shall going to go to the phones and uh yaffe i think we found an ally for you in alan and montford the rebranding by the democrats they're worrying you as well right alan well bud three quick comments i was listening fortunately i had put on hold and listened to yaffe's comments and that was very astute and i have to agree with yaffe bud on this and you may need to rethink your thought but they worry me because bernie sanders promised everything free 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 pure socialism and you saw how that grabbed the younger generation, free college, free everything, yeah. don't worry. That scares me. Point number two, Chuck Schumer, Schumer needs to wake up when he says the working class. Well, Chucky, the working class was the one that put Trump back in the office because they got tired of 30-hour work weeks because Nancy Pelosi, that was your bill and Chucky's bill of health care that said, oh, you forced employers to kick our employees down the road. Right, so they didn't have to kick in as much on Obamacare, keep you under 30 hours part-time, right? right. And, I mean, that that did a horrible thing to the economy. And I've watched it for eight years, and it's like pathetic. And they're going to rebrand themselves? I have to kind of agree with Yaffe. I was leading towards you, but when Yaffe gave his uh, commentary and point of view, and number one, I think – we're fortunate to have Yaffe, but he really is an asset to your show. Oh, he's uh, terrific. He's my executive that producer. Millennial, that Go. millennial thing sure. he's got going on, he's there. So as long as we keep Yaffe and Bug Team and Deborah Roberts, we're, we got it at 540. I think it's great. But that's my take on it. All and right. I, I'm going to have to agree with Yaffe on this one, Bud. All Thanks. right. By the way, Yaffe's going to be on in prime time tonight from 8 until 10 with Beyond Reason. And I'm sure he'll be talking about this very issue, among many things. Robert, you're in Oviedo on the rebranding by the Democrats. What do you think? Is it a winner for them or not? No, it's laughable, Bud. Bud, we're at a 10-year high of economic optimism. If Trump keeps improving the economy, point out a president who's improved the economy and lost the second term. It's not happening. People vote with their wallets. I have, I have neighbors where their, where their uh, parents are, are hardcore Democrats, and they're even coming wow, it's amazing how good the economy is doing. Do you really think people are going to take a chance and vote that out when things are improving so much? If the the economy continues to improve and we get to 3-plus percent growth, that's the best thing that Trump would have going uh, when it came re-election time. Text line is active. What's the incoming at 23680, Mike? Yeah, one person says the new Dem message is the setup for them taking credit for any economic successes of the president's. It's how they operate. All right. Fair enough. Any thoughts on your show from 8 and 10 until 10 tonight on WFLA? I mean, there's well, a lot exp- going on. Well, yeah, I'll expand more on everything that's going on with Jeff Sessions to what Trump's been saying on Twitter even this morning and uh, the Democrats' new message. And I'll give my take. All right. Fair enough. I'm looking at, um, at Trump going off on Sessions on Twitter this morning. It really looks like open warfare here. I don't see how Sessions continues as attorney general. I think it would be a huge mistake if Trump forces him out, as I said earlier. He's a great friend, a great ally, and I don't know who would replace him would be to Trump's liking better. I really don't. It's disturbing to me. It really is. Now, um, we're getting into the panhandling laws that are new here in Orlando, taking effect immediately. I like a lot of what I see, and I don't like some 
of what I see. And uh, that New Orlando flag, if you want to get a sneak peek at it, check out the website, 1025wfla.com, keyword Budman, and we'll be talking about it and congratulating the winner here in our next half hour. But first of all, my partner and co-host Deborah Roberts uh, joining us to talk about John McCain heroically returning to Washington for the health care vote just 11 days after major surgery and the latest on the Pasco County sinkhole that swallowed a couple of houses. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning from us all. For the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch at 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour as we check in with the latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, McCain returns to D.C. for the health care vote. And homeowners on the hook for that Pasco County sinkhole. We'll have details coming up in one minute. Put the spotlight on the new Orlando panhandling laws, what I like. Like what I don't, and we'll get your take as well. And the new Orlando flag in this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning at 7.04 on News Radio 1025. Arizona Senator John McCain is returning to the nation's capital today for an important health care vote. The 80-year-old Republican is recovering from a surgery that removed a blood clot from above his left eye. He revealed that he was diagnosed with brain cancer after that procedure. Senate Republicans will participate in a procedural vote today to initiate a debate on the health care bill. It's still unknown if Republicans will secure enough votes to pass the legislation. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Experts continue to take soil samples and test the ground where a huge sinkhole opened in Landa Lakes more than a week ago. Rain has delayed efforts to move in heavy equipment to remove debris inside that sinkhole, which swallowed parts of Two homes, a pool, a street, and a driveway. In fact, Pasco, uh, Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says those two property owners are responsible for much of the cleanup, but so far have indicated they won't. They are required by state statute and county ordinance that they are to, re- to get that stuff cleaned up. And we have given them a time certain date of Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. to start those operations. And if they do not do so, then the county will step in. The good news is, Guthrie says, the banks of the sinkhole seem to be more stable. Street signs making fun of police have been showing up in parts of Minneapolis after the fatal shooting of an Australian woman in the city. The signs say, warning, Twin Cities police easily startled and show the image of a cop shooting guns in all directions. They seem to refer to the July 15th shooting of Justine Damon since they reference language used by the partner of Minneapolis officer Mohammed Noor when he said the officers were, quote, startled by a noise before she was shot. The signs were pulled down as quickly as they were put up. But panhandlers could find it tougher in Orlando. The city council yesterday passed new laws restricting where and how often people can ask for money. Panhandlers are now no longer allowed to ask for money at stoplights, ATMs, or where people are lined up outside an event. The new law also makes it illegal to ask for money after being rejected the first time, but it does allow panhandling after dark and no longer restricts panhandlers to those blue boxes painted on sidewalks downtown. Meanwhile, an Oklahoma teacher, frustrated by having to dig into her own pocket to pay for classroom supplies, took to panhandling to get her point across. 50-year-old Teresa Danks of Claremore, Oklahoma, has spent the summer shopping at garage sales and thrift stores. 
to try and stock her third grade classroom with supplies for next year. A conversation with her husband last week, though, about the money she was spending on her classroom sparked a bigger idea. Danks, a classroom teacher for the past 12 years for Tulsa Public Schools, wrote on a poster board, quote, teacher needs school supplies, anything helps, end quote. She held the sign for about 10 minutes a day at a busy intersection and, despite her nerves, was shocked by the positive response. Well, a lot of teachers listening to us. Excuse me, Deb. A lot of teachers listening to us here this morning. I bet you can relate to that, too. Yeah. I've always thought it was outrageous, you know, given what they pay teachers, that they have to dip into their own pockets to buy supplies to make sure the kids have what they need. It shouldn't be that way. No, I mean, and to know that now not only are kids asked to bring in rulers and pencils and paper, um, but they're also asked to bring in paper toweling, toilet paper, um, you know, antibacterial wipes. It's, it's, It's incredulous. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, teachers, they've got three months off. They just lay back in the summertime. A lot of them have to take two and three jobs to be able to afford to be a teacher. Yeah, I know. I know. That's an outrageous situation, and uh, that's quite a story there that a lot of teachers would relate to, unfortunately. Unfortunately, let's hope we don't see any local teachers having to take to the streets to panhandle for their school supplies. Speaking of that, we'll get into Orlando's brand-new panhandling laws. Very interesting, the changes that have been made. All right. Well, finally, a teenager getting ready to enlist in the Navy, but already knows what it's like to be a hero. New Smyrna Beach 19-year-old Nick Berry pulled a man from Turnbull Creek last week. Berry was at work when he heard the man's screams and he ran to the water, stripped down to his boxers, jumped in and pulled the man about 100 feet to safety. Berry tells the Daytona Beach News Journal his conditioning from running track came in handy as the man was about 80 pounds heavier than him and drowning, which is a very, very dangerous uh, undertaking. No question. So we didn't stand around from a distance like those punk kids in Coco rolling smartphone video and saying, you're going to die. We're not going to help you. Nope. Yeah. This is the way, this is the way you deal with your fellow man in distress. Absolutely. I love that story. And it's right before he enlists in the Navy. God bless him two times over. Yeah. WFLA News Time 708. Read about the Texas truck driver saying he didn't know he carried people at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. With an M. Meister, the Bud Man, Yaffe at the controls, and the smartest audience in talk radio on the other end of the radio. Good morning, Orlando. My phone number, 407-916-5400. The text line, 23680. Uh, Yaffe's been monitoring the Twitter line here from the president, really working over embattled Attorney General Jeff Sessions. I'll tell you what he's tweeting here in a moment. And I have a prediction, even though I've had a few that have not quite turned out the way I thought they would recently. I will hazard one more for you on that score in a moment. And I'll share the new Orlando panhandling laws and ask you whether or not you'd like to see them adopted everywhere within the sound of my voice or not. There's a lot to like here, a few things that bother me. Um, and the new Orlando flag is great. You can check it out if you want to see it uh, on our website, 1025WFLA.com, keyword Budman, and how it came to be. It's just been officially approved and will be officially unveiled on the city's 142nd anniversary next week. So in a moment, lots coming down the pike on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we are glad you're with us. This in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is only two minutes out on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I think this is it. 
I think by tonight that Sessions will either have been fired or have resigned as Attorney General of the United States. And I talked about this earlier. There's a lot I like about this president. I think this would be a horrible mistake on a personal and a professional and a political level, on all levels. I made the case before. I think it's coming. I don't see how he can remain viable as attorney general. I mean, and and think about any job you've got. Can you imagine your boss, you know, who has a problem with you, not coming to you, but just trashing you on Twitter or bad-mouthing you all around the shop? Can you even imagine staying on the job in a scenario like that, Yaffe? I cannot. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. Jesus, I'm telling you. Well, you may have that to talk about tonight here uh, on Beyond Reason. I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> when are you on in WFLA tonight? Uh, 8 to 10 p.m. Sometimes you're a moving target. We move the time around just to make sure we know who's really committed to yeah. listening to Yaffe yeah. in prime time. 8 to yes, 10 tonight that's right the here. Reason, yeah. Very good. All right. It's podcast available online of everything Yaffe does. It's just, just terrific. And, of course, he continues to do exemplary work as our executive producer here. Uh, taking effect immediately, new panhandling laws here in Orlando. Here's the one I really like. You're no longer going to be able to ask for money or receive donations from cars that are stopped at red light stop signs or exit ramps. Hallelujah on that. Wouldn't you like to see that adopted everywhere within the sound of my voice? I would. Yes or no? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. You can no longer panhandle. Come up to a person using an ATM machine. And you can't use, you can't ask for money anymore in Orlando while blocking a parking lot or a parking structure. You can't solicit a captive audience. Uh, You know, somebody might be eating in an outdoor restaurant, like in Winter Park or someplace, or or watching a performance in a park and somebody comes up begging for money. All of that is good. Um, In downtown Orlando, and, and they caved on this, because there have been lawsuits about First Amendment rights in other cities, and they were trying to avoid this. You know, had those blue boxes where you had to stay, and you could only panhandle during the day. Court rulings have suggested that all of that is is a violation of First Amendment rights of free expression. And uh, so now they, you can panhandle anywhere you want, forget the blue boxes, and even at night. I think that is going to make downtown Orlando a really unpleasant and somewhat scarier place with those changes, but uh, court decisions in other cities have forced the hand of the city in that regard. I love the new Orlando flag, and congratulations to the designer, Tim Eggert. He's a UCF graduate, lives in Winter Park. He's a graphic designer for the Orlando engineering firm of Kimley Horn, and he came up with this design so much better than the current Orlando flag design, which is a kind of a jam-packed collection of nondescript buildings and palm trees. It's been around since, I think, 1980. This, the center focus, is kind of a big letter O, and inside that is a beautiful likeness um, of the of the beautiful, iconic um, Lake Eola fountain. And I, I really like it. I think it's great, as a city flag goes. Congratulations to you, Tim. Nice job on that. They had a really great contest that went on for a long time. And they finally have made the decision here to adopt this new flag. They will unveil it next Monday, Deb was telling me, in conjunction with the celebration of Orlando's 142nd birthday. Our city founded on uh, in, in July of uh, 1875. So there you go. 
Okay, um, where are you in the panhandling laws, the changes here? I like the idea that you're no longer going to have anybody, unless they want to wound up, you know, getting fined and arrested. I'm not actually sure what the penalties are here, but whatever they are, if, if, if this can be a deterrent, you're not going to get stopped, you know, people coming up to you at red lights, walking up and down, et cetera. You know, the end of the exit ramps, you're not going to have people begging for money while you're stuck at the traffic light. And I think that's a good thing. I think some of what goes on there, it's a safety issue for the people that were doing the panhandling. It scares me that we don't have, you know, I'm frightened when I see this, that we don't have more people to get run over. Um, So anyway, I like what I see there. I think the, uh, you know, opening uh, up the city of downtown Orlando all day, all night, anywhere to panhandling, uh, I think that's going to drive, I think it's going to drive some people away. I really do. I think they'll regret it, but I think they've been forced into it because of court rulings in other city under First Amendment uh, rights. So there we are, 407-916-5400. Let's talk about all of this, shall we? And whether or not you agree with me that these tweets from Trump against Sessions this morning, uh, it's all out war. And I think it's over for Jeff Sessions. I don't know how he survives this or would even want to survive as Attorney General now. How do you feel? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, and uh, we'll roll on here in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as we do, and uh, that'll be in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Yeah, for you and I are big First Amendment defenders, but this panhandling thing has gotten out of hand, and I support what Orlando's doing, and I'd like to see it be universally adopted, although it's got to be, you know, municipality by municipality, town, city, etc., have to vote on these things, you know, but I, I, I salute what will be an end, hopefully now, at least against the law, uh, you know, to get panhandled at a red light or at the end of an exit ramp. It's just gotten completely out of control. Yeah, I see it a lot. Yeah. I yep. see it a lot. It's hard for me to be against this new law, to be honest, because right. you're right. It's really dangerous. And now, though, um, they've had to cave to some the threat of lawsuits downtown. No more blue boxes confining the panhandlers in no longer is it uh, just during daylight hours. It could be at night, too. I think it's going to make downtown Orlando unsavory for some folks and maybe drive them away. It may hurt business. I, I can see that coming here. Well, that was the whole reason they put those laws in the first place with the blue boxes, because businesses were complaining. Exactly. Because it was just getting so out of hand. And pedestrians were complaining, you know. just I mean, you, yeah. you, you, you just were getting hit all the time down there. I, I mean, remember it well. I mean, people, you know, want to help the downtrodden. and they, they don't hate the homeless, but yeah. sometimes it gets out of hand, and sometimes... You still have to do business, and it's hard to do in that situation. Once again, if you're just joining us, the breaking news this morning, um, uh, the president is tweeting again, and it's really open warfare against his attorney general, um, um, Jeff Sessions. I mean, yesterday he called him beleaguered, and of course he's beleaguered because of Donald Trump uh, going after him on a bunch of things. And, uh, I mean, they were once such great allies, and Sessions was the first senator to support him during the campaign, took a big political risk there, and he gave up an absolutely secure Senate career, you know, out of Alabama uh, to join the Trump administration. And now this morning, I mean, the president's going after him again, uh, saying this, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump campaign, quietly working to boost Clinton. So where is the investigation, Attorney General? Another one, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has taken a very weak position on Hillary Clinton crimes. Where are the emails and DNC server and the intel leakers? Um, wow, I don't see how Sessions survives. I, I would, I, I predict he will be out by tonight, fired or resigned. I really think so, Mike. Well, and I know that Trump is really big on loyalty right now, but it seems like Sessions has been the most loyal from the beginning. I really don't understand this. 
It I may really don't be get because it. The, the, the DOG rules would require a recusal here. Giuliani said, if I were attorney general, and he says, and I don't want the job, uh, I would have recused myself in, a, in the scenario that Sessions found him in. And he's a lawyer. He knows what he's talking about here. The only thing I can think of is here that Trump is committed to firing uh, special counsel Mueller, okay? And that if he gets rid of Sessions, Rod Rosenstein is the deputy, becomes the acting attorney general, and the president orders him to fire Mueller. But I don't think Rosenstein would do it either. I believe Rosenstein was the one who hired him Mm, in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's crazy. It's awful. I, I, it really is. Mr. President, pull back from the brink on this. You need friends and allies, and there has been no stronger friend or ally politically, and I think even personally for a time there, even though they apparently no longer talk, than Attorney General Jeff Sessions. And when you talk about pushing, putting forward policy, Jeff Sessions has pretty much done every policy thing that Trump has wanted. And good stuff, important stuff. Yeah, I just... Uh, and He's got to get off the personal stuff. I don't know who would take the job right now. I mean, how do you, you know, Ted, Ted Cruz, he says he's not under consideration, but who knows? He hadn't said he wouldn't take it. But how do you confirm him? I can see the hearings now. So you're lying, Ted, and you want to be the top law enforcement officer in this country? And the president wants you to, I mean, who, who can even imagine such a thing? Oh, I'm sick about this. I really am. I mean, I like the president. I'm still on a Trump train. But this is this is ugly and unnecessary, and I think extremely counterproductive, Mr. President. Deb, what a shocker! What a story! Senator John McCain today will be where no one could possibly have imagined he would be 11 days after surgery. Definitely not in 11 days after announcing to the world that he'd been diagnosed with brain cancer. But believe it or not, John McCain will make a dramatic return to the Senate for a make-or-break vote on the uh, GOP health care legislation today, just days after getting diagnosed with a brain tumor. The decision by the 80-year-old senator comes with the GOP health care bill to repeal and replace Obamacare on the brink as Majority Leader Mitch McConnell pushes toward a pivotal vote today, prodded by an impatient and frustrated President Donald Trump. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. All right, bud, to further entice McDonald's customers to order delivery, the fast food company is marketing its limited edition clothing line to those who want to remain comfortable while eating at home. You got to be kidding! I wish I were. They've been having trouble, and they're—I think they're—you know—they're—they're they're trying everything at the Golden Arches. And I do mean, and you do mean everything. <laughs> All right, go ahead on this. The line featuring an adult size Big Mac onesie, in case you've ever wanted to dress like a real hamburglar, will be available. But that's not all. There's also French fry themed sweatsuits and sandals, <laughs> hamburger pillowcases. And even a picnic blanket dotted with McDonald's items. Yaffe, what about it? Is this a winner or is this desperation? I kind of like the hamburger onesie. It's kind of funny. I'm thinking I might have to get the Big Mac onesie myself. (laughs) I don't know why. It's it's pretty clever, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're only going to be offered while supplies last in participating cities through Uber Eats. So you have to have Uber Eats. And the McDelivery. I don't even know what that is. 
Well, it's it's Uber, but Uber Eats. They deliver food now, too. Oh, okay. okay. You haven't lived. I know. Seriously. Till you've really? Sat, oh, yeah. You sit on your couch and you scroll through the restaurants you want. I mean, it ruins my bank account, but oh, it is absolutely. the most convenient thing ever. Ever. No kidding. My son's doing some Uber work right now, just on the side and everything. But he hasn't talked to me about Uber Eats. Uber, so I find really a lot good, of huh? Uber drivers prefer to do Uber Eats. You don't have to deal with passengers that exactly. way. Exactly. Just food. Just food. You just pick up food. You know, in a lot of restaurants, you'll see the cars parked out in front when they run inside to go get the bags to make their delivery. Wow. They're pretty quick, too. Yeah. They're not, it's not bad. I'll have to put them onto that. Yeah, exactly. Uber yeah. Eats. I had to hang around here more often. I learn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd upgrade your cell phone to a smartphone, you could get in on the action. You and I Linda know. sitting at home watching I a know. movie. I well, know. She can order the food, but I'm, I'm, I'm into my little dumb phone here. I'm connected <laughs> enough to in this show. You know, if I want to call somebody, I will. If I want to answer a call, I will. Oh. I don't give a rip about anything else on my phone, at least not <laughs> while I'm doing this job. <laughs> well, just so you know, bud, the McDelivery collection is only available to delivery customers tomorrow, Wednesday, July 26th. So put a note in your phone, guys, if you want to get that Big Mac onesie. All right. There and then go. finally, I know we've talked about this before, about kids getting in trouble because of uh, lemonade stands. Turns yeah. out it's not just a problem here in the States. They're getting sued, you know, in all of this. It's outrageous. Well, a five-year-old girl who was handed lemons is already making more lemonade. The girl had set up a lemonade stand near her home a few days ago in England to sell to people heading for a music festival. The local government shut her down for not having a license and slapped her with a $200 fine. <laughs> now the girl has been flooded with offers to come set up her stand in dozens of other locales and is getting notes of support from around the world. It was enough to shame local officials into apologizing and dropping that $200 fine. There you go. So there you go. That's what I have for you today. You know, we need to be encouraging these young capitalists and entrepreneurs. Exactly. Not just stomping on them like we do. Really. So there you have anyway, it. Anyway, good stuff, Deb. Thank you. It's Deborah Roberts with our news top and bottom of the hour whenever it breaks. What are you laughing at? <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I a little preoccupied over here? No, that and that and your and your and your simple phone. My little dumb phone. Your little dumb phone. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> it is cute. Yeah, right. It's a it's a classic, an antique. Yeah. Yeah. Who's an antique? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the phone or the phone. All right. The phone. All right. I promise. The uh, phone. Oh uh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, she's kinda of looking at me funny. I'm not <laughs> sure about that. Uh anyway, in a moment, um, we're gonna have our national correspondent for News Radio one oh two five Joe Gomez checking in on all things uh Trump related as he pushes for the health care bill. Uh, or at least for the debate to be open today. His son-in-law, Kushner, testified and says he's uh, not colluding with the Russians. There's other things out there as well. It's hard to keep up with them all. That's why I'm going to farm it out to Joe Gomez here in a moment, and uh, we'll bring him on. As we continue from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Um, Joe Gomez talking with the Bud Man in a moment. It'll be live from Washington, D.C. And then we'll, of course, before that, update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. That happens in just two minutes. Hope you'll stay right where you are on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Right now, let's bring in our News Radio 1025 national correspondent, Joe Gomez, live from Washington, D.C. Joe, good morning. Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. Hey, good morning, bud. Thanks for having me. I don't know how you keep up with all that is going related uh, to the administration, but I got to tell you, the best news of all, and it's just quite remarkable, is it not? Senator John McCain, fresh from surgery and a diagnosis of brain cancers, on his way to Washington to vote today. Incredible, isn't it? 
It's very remarkable. I think it shows you that he has that fighting spirit uh, still burning inside of him, you know, to actually get on the plane and fly all the way from, from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, to Washington. It's a long trip, but he's going to make it uh, uh, to cast his vote, uh, presumably on some kind of a motion to proceed on a health care bill today shows you, number one, uh, you know, just I think the endurance that McCain has to do all of this, but number two, just how monumental today could be as it relates to repealing and replacing Obamacare. Well, yeah, in a procedural vote, they need 50 votes to even open up debate and figure out where they're going to go, which remains pretty unclear. And he could well be the deciding vote. And, uh, boy, it's remarkable what he's doing. I have to believe a few doctors are saying, you got to be out of your loving mind. I can't endorse this. But uh, we know he's made a very tough stuff from his years in Vietnam and being imprisoned and tortured, etc. He's about as tough as they come. We wish him safe travels, and it'll be quite a dramatic entry into Congress today for John McCain. Um, let's, um, let's talk about the latest assault on the embattled Attorney General Jeff Sessions by uh, President Trump. He's been tweeting again this morning. It's looking to me like uh, he isn't going to be Attorney General for long. What's the perspective from the nation's capital, Joe? I think that's uh, that's basically the same view from a lot of uh, insiders that uh, either President Trump is going to fire uh, Jeff Sessions as attorney general or Sessions is going to be forced to resign because it just seems like the the, the I, I want to say that the toxicity between Trump and Sessions has just been increasing sharply over the past couple of days with Trump yesterday saying that he was a beleaguered attorney general. And today, with these tweets saying that he's uh, been very weak uh, as a position on Hillary Clinton, yeah. uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's crimes, and then also asking him where is the investigation into uh, uh, the Clinton campaign. So it, it does seem to me like there's, there is some simmering anger there between Trump and, uh, and Sessions. Well, certainly from the Trump side of the equation, uh, it's hard to imagine in the, in the wake of all that's gone down in the last couple of days you know, that he would uh, be able to remain as attorney general, and you wonder if he would even want to. Any talk now about moving beyond Sessions as to who might be uh, uh, a, a choice, who could become the next AG? I'm hearing names like Giuliani and Cruz, Joe. Yeah, there have been uh, mentioned of uh, Giuliani. I think Rudy Giuliani, though, had said uh, that he, he would not be interested in being attorney general. He thought that uh, Sessions did the right thing by recusing himself. Uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, has uh, downplayed any kind of speculation that he would be chosen as attorney general. You know, it's interesting because Cruz actually looked up to Sessions. I guess Sessions was sort of a mentor of Cruz's during when he was in the Senate. Mm -hmm. And so that would be very bizarre if, if Trump chose uh, Cruz, I guess. Uh, but, but there's, you know, Chris Christie has been somebody that's been bandied about, though. I, I don't know how well the confirmation process for Christie would go given all that's happened to him. Well, I don't know how it would go with Cruz when they all said, well, wait a minute, aren't you lying, Ted Cruz, as per candidate Donald Trump? <laughs> and where would you go from there? Before I let you go, the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, was behind closed doors before a House committee yesterday. He'll do the same against the Senate committee today. It's this whole Russian collusion investigation. And uh, he came out and made a statement uh, outside the White House yesterday. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think that Kushner is clearly trying to be as transparent as possible. Uh, he released this 11-page uh, opening statement statement that he gave to the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee beforehand, and then afterwards he came out and then he made another public statement uh, to the press and uh, to the American public. So, 
You know, this is uh, a pretty unprecedented uh, transparency, I think, from a White House uh, aide or somebody that occupies the position of a senior advisor. So it's very clear that Kushner wants to be as, uh, as transparent on this issue as he possibly can be, would suggest that he's not trying to hide anything. You know, maybe he is, was just an experience or overworked, and that's why he made some bad decisions in terms of uh, meeting with certain individuals. But I think what he was trying to make clear was that he was not trying to intently – he may had no intention of colluding with any government official from Russia. Yeah, exactly. Not Nothing illegal, nothing inappropriate. And uh, I thought he comported himself well in the statement outside the White House. We'll see how it all unfolds. Joe Gomez, our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent from Washington, D.C. Live. Great talking with you as always, Joe. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, bud. You bet. Good morning, Orlando. It's the top of the 8 o'clock hour on a Tuesday morning. We are delighted you are with us here for Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning McCain returns to D.C. for the health care vote, and Florida gas prices are on the way up. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And the Twitter war heats up. It's Trump versus Sessions. What is next? We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 1025. Senator John McCain is back in Washington for today's vote on health care. Less than a week after announcing he has brain cancer, the Arizona Republicans' office released a statement late yesterday saying he's looking forward to coming back to the Senate to work on important legislation such as health care reform. President Trump took note of the news, tweeting this morning, quote, So great that John McCain is coming back to vote. Brave American hero. Thank you, John, end quote. McCain's vote could bring the GOP closer to the 50 necessary votes that would begin that process. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I mean, they took a two-inch blood clot out from behind his left eye, went through his skull, and discovered brain cancer. I can only imagine the doctors say, John, are you out of your revelant mind? And he says, maybe, but I'm doing it. As he said before, I've been through worse. See North Vietnam for notes. Yeah, exactly. It's still just amazing, though, to think that he's back and ready to get back to work. And yeah, I hope he can handle it. And we hope and pray he'll be well. I do, too. The House is expected to pass a compromise Russia sanctions bill today. The measure to punish Russia for interfering in last year's election comes out of a bipartisan agreement House and Senate negotiators reached over the weekend. The bill orders economic sanctions on Russia and limits President Trump's ability to lighten or lift those sanctions. The Senate passed a version of the bill on a 98 to 2 vote earlier this month. A new poll shows a little more than a third of Americans doubt the country's current president will serve his entire term. The poll released Monday by USA Today and iMedia Ethics found 23 percent of adults think Donald Trump, quote, probably won't finish his term and 13 percent think he definitely won't. The president seems to be enjoying the confidence of the majority of Americans, however, since 27 percent say he definitely will complete his term and 30 percent think he probably will. In other news, an illegal immigrant who survived the human smuggling operation that killed 10 people says the truck driver ignored pounding on the walls of the packed sweltering trailer. The immigrant told investigators how some of the dozens of people being smuggled into the U.S. 
took turns breathing through the single hole in the wall. According to a criminal complaint against the driver, the immigrant said people passed out because they had trouble breathing. The trailer, which had no lights, food or water or air conditioning, was found in a Walmart parking lot in San Antonio, Texas this past weekend. The 60-year-old Florida truck driver is facing federal charges, but he said he didn't know he was hauling people. Yeah, what he is saying is that he thought he was being commissioned to or hired to drive an empty tractor trailer all the way down from Iowa to Texas. And uh, at some point they made a stop there and whatever, but he says he, he didn't have any idea there was anybody inside the tractor trailer, Deb. I don't know enough about tractor trailers to know if the sounds of 100 people banging on the trailer would be enough to reach inside the cab. Yeah, I don't know either, but it's an interesting story he's telling, which is the new wrinkle in this tragedy out of Texas. Yeah, he could be, you know, like a drug mule. Don't really know what they're what they're traveling with. They just agreed to get paid for what right. they think is a simple job, and it ends up not being. Mm-hmm. And he could be facing the death penalty as well. In oh. fact, it's very likely oh, he will face right? the death penalty. Really, yes. I did not know that. Yeah, that's the, they they could pursue the charges that high, and they are seriously considering that. Mm. Back here in the Sunshine State, after dropping as low as a dollar eighty-three in some Florida markets, gas prices spiked suddenly last week, rising seven cents to a statewide average of two twenty a gallon. Senior petroleum analyst Patrick Tahan at GasBuddy.com says the rising price of oil finally showed up on the street. Gas prices have a tendency to jump a big amount and stay there for days, if not weeks, before going up again, and that may be a new uh, pricing behavior that's developing. DeHaan says for the rest of the summer, gas prices will probably trend upward and could challenge this year's high of 247 before it's all over. Thankfully, GasBody.com puts the average in Orlando at a cheaper 215 a gallon. And finally, a new study says, believe it or not, money can buy happiness, despite the conventional wisdom that says it can't. A research team from the Harvard Business School surveyed more than 4,000 people in the U.S., Canada, Denmark, and the Netherlands. The researchers asked people whether they paid others to do daily tasks they didn't enjoy so they could increase their free time. 28% said they did, and what they gave up in cash, they gained in happiness. You think money can buy happiness, Deb? If that meant having someone come and clean my house, do my laundry, cook my food, you're darn tootin' it would. I've noticed on payday... I take oh. a look at the check, and I feel happier than I did the day before. So payday. do I. <laughs> I so wait for that day. I hate to say it. I know it sounds shallow, but to a degree, they money can't It is happiness. true. And in these people in this study reported feeling less stress and being more satisfied with their lives than yeah. people who didn't trade money for free time. Yeah. The study is published in Monday's edition of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, if you'd like to read up on it yourself. I'll be booking on that one. Yeah, WFLA News Time 808. Read about a CPR student saving their teacher having a heart attack right there in the classroom. Get the details at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Deb, thank you so much. Hour number three from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Um, the president's going after Sessions again as attorney general uh, on Twitter this morning. I don't see how how Sessions uh, survives. I think he's either going to resign or be fired. And I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I predicted earlier that it would happen today. I mean, something is coming to a head very, very quickly. Uh, I'll share with you the latest tweets from the president 
um, blasting his embattled attorney general in a moment. I want to know your reaction to it. Do you want Sessions out? Do you want him to stay in? I think it's a colossal mistake by the president to get rid of one of the best allies he has had and best friends since the early days of the campaign as well in Jeff Session. I think this would be a big mistake. Now, that said, if he goes, who should be his replacement? Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, we'll talk about it. That and Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm still on the Trump train. I support this president, but I think he's on the brink of making a colossal mistake he will live to regret. It looks like he is trying to force the resignation of Attorney General Jeff Session more and more every day. He doesn't seem to like to fire people, but he puts them in a position where they resign, okay? I think that's kind of the Trump MO more often than not. How else do you explain this? You know that Sessions was one of his, was the first senator to support him. Very risky move he made. He had a comfortable Senate seat out of Alabama. He could have held forever. And, um, and, and he went for Trump early in the campaign. And uh, he became his attorney general with great pride. And he's implementing a lot of the Trump agenda in very, very important ways, heading up the Department of Justice. But now Trump is attacking him at every opportunity. This morning, a couple of these tweets. Here it is from Trump. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump campaign, quietly working to boost Clinton. So where is the investigation, AG? And the other one, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has taken a very weak position on Hillary Clinton crimes and intel leakers. Uh, in that scenario, if you work for somebody and they're ripping you on Twitter or cutting you up in the workplace in front of your other coworkers, do you stay on the job? You're out, aren't you? I'm sure Jeff Sessions doesn't need the money. There'd be no shame in resigning in a scenario like this. I predict he either will or he'll be fired, and I think it may well happen before this day is out. How do you feel about what's going on here, Joe, in Titusville? Joe, what about it? I'm no fan of Jeff Sessions. However, uh, the... The AG is not supposed to be some sort of pawn for the president. And I would force him to fire me because I would let the president know under any circumstances because Jeff Sessions has been a stalwart for the Republican Party. I mean, he's he's doing what the Republicans want out of an AG for the most part. I mean, a lot of his policies that are coming out is what the Republicans have wanted forever. Right. You know, and I would I would force them because I would challenge the president and say, look, you know, you fire me. I gave up a senatorship to come here. I was your first senator to endorse you. And you're going to throw me under the bus for some lame stuff. Excuse me. If you fire me, I will make it my mission in life to come after you. And I know where the dirt's buried. Thank you, Joe, very much. I got to tell you, someone's got to pull the president back from the brink. Maybe Scaramucci can do it. 407-916-5400. Wherever you are with Donald Trump, tell me. If you had his ear, would you tell him? Sooner the better, get rid of Sessions. Or keep this guy. You need all the friends and allies you can get. And he is both. That's where I would stand. That's what I would tell the president I support. 407-916-5400. I want to hear from you. Text line is open at 23680. Get Yaffe's take on this here in just a moment. I got to tell you, if I had the president's ear and I like the president, I'm still on the Trump train. 
I would I wouldn't whisper in his ear. I would talk very loudly in his ear and say, "You got to rethink this Sessions thing, and pull him. Try to pull him back from the brink if anybody can. Stop trashing your Attorney General, who is your ally. He's do- implementing a lot of your agenda. He was a friend. He was a huge Trump supporter when very few big time." GOP politicians were. Why are you doing this to this man? Let's go to Reggie in Longwood. Uh, your take on what's going on, the latest tweets from the president, trashing sessions this morning. Hello, Reggie. Good morning, bud. How you doing today? I'm fine, sir. And how are you? Not bad, not bad. Before I talk about sessions, I'm going to have to ask you, has Trump given you that thank you call yet? The thank you call for what? For getting him the presidency, you know, you got us, you got him the I-4 corridor, so that got it, got him Florida, and without Florida, doubtful he'd be where he is right now. You know, it's funny, I had a couple of voicemails from the White House there, but I didn't check them. Maybe I need to go back and look. Maybe yeah, I got yeah. that thank you call. Go ahead, Reggie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I love Trump, but why is he hanging out this dirty laundry about this stuff with uh, Sessions. Why isn't he taking Sessions to lunch and talking it out like man-to-man? That's what ought to happen here. You know, initially uh, it looked like they were they were talking yesterday, but uh, they say at the White House that uh, they did not talk, even though um, uh, Sessions was there for some other business on a prior appointment. I'm with you on this. I don't understand what it is, because who's going to be the next Attorney General? Is it going to be Cruz? Is it going to be Giuliani? I don't see that happening for a variety of reasons I got into earlier. Um I- I, I don't see I don't see where the win is for um, Trump. I know he values loyalty, but Sessions has been tremendously loyal. The rules of the DOJ required that he recuse himself on the Russia thing when it came up because of his activities during the Trump campaign. He just did what he needed to do. Giuliani says he would have done the same thing in that situation if he were in Sessions' position. Mike, good morning from Lake Mary on all of this. How do you feel? Is it time for Sessions to go, or do you want him to stay? Oh, I don't know whether he should go or stay, to tell you the truth. I just don't think this, uh, this is just wild speculation, really. I mean... What, what wild speculation? I, I mean, one, t- one time after another, you got the president trashing a political ally, and he doesn't have a lot of them, in Attorney General Jeff Sessions. I don't think Sessions can stay on in that environment. Oh, I don't. I, I think he's got a lot thicker skin than you give him credit for. And another thing, it's like, you didn't just meet Trump, man. This is his game. He gets people talking. He gets he's, he's brought this whole thing up now about Hillary and Russia, which didn't get a whole lot of play. And now he's got all the media people dancing to his tune, talking about this. Granted, they wouldn't talk about the issue itself, but because he drags the whole fight with Sessions into it, or maybe it's a real fight, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But that's just his game, man. This is the way he plays it. And, and do you like it in this case? In this case, do you like it? Um, I don't know Sessions. I don't know. All right, I can't get a straight answer out of you, but thanks for the call. On the text line, Yaffe, what do you got? Uh, One person said Trump should eventually replace um, both top two justice jobs, Sessions and Rosenstein, I guess, and he should fire the special counsel. So it seems like he likes what Trump's doing. Another person says Sessions may get a different job, which I sincerely doubt. (laughs) He had a nice long-term, safe, cushy Senate seat that he now doesn't have. I don't know. I'm just, I guess, I don't know. I, I operate on, on personal relationships and good vibes with people, you know, colleagues and, and people for whom I work. And I'm just uncomfortable seeing something like this happen. 
to a good man. And I don't think it's going to help the president in this case to do this to Sessions. I just don't think so. Well, I got to tell you, we're tapping into the collective wisdom of the smartest audience in talk radio, but opinions are split on whether or not um, Sessions should go. And if Trump's trying to force him to resign or about to fire him, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, Deb. Yeah, so let's talk to Mike and Volusia and see what Mike has to say this morning. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. Good morning, morning, bud. Hey there, we're both here with you and anxious to get your take on this controversy we've been talking about. Yeah, super. Big fan of your show, bud. Love listen to it every day. Listen, I think Sessions has to go. Um, I think you're all you're wet. You're all wet. Um, This is a street fight. Sessions never should have uh, recused himself. He needs fighters. Trump needs fighters. You understand that the rules of the Department of Justice, which he would head as Attorney General, would require a recusal, a recusal in a situation like that. That's pretty clear. I think it's questionable. I think let them force that issue. But the bottom line is. If Sessions had to recuse himself, then fine, get somebody else in there that could. Specifically, um, he needs to focus on uh, the Hillary crimes, the things that she had done in, during the campaign, and, and then some. So, yeah, he needs to go. Get, get uh, somebody in there that's a, that's a fighter and, uh, and move on. Deb, my, my, my question, my, as we talk with Mike, Deb, my question is, you know, if you got problems with Session, why don't you just have a private one-on-one Instead of cutting them up in public like this repeatedly, it just well. Well, I but, think you know, it, could, it creates more could. problems. I think for the president, if Sessions hadn't recused himself, I think he did. Awesome. I think he he did fight for the president by recusing himself because if anything from from his past was going to be dragged out and was going to end up causing even further problems, he tried to do the best thing for the president by removing himself and taking the focus off of himself, and yet. The president has put it squarely back on Sessions' shoulders. Well, he's also putting pressure on the rest of his cabinet to, to do the right thing and to work and, and to fight. So All right, you're, you're, you're back in the president. Point. You want session out, Sessions out. Do you think he'll be fired or resign? Yes. <laughs> One or the other. Thank you, Mike, very much. We continue. Um, Deb, we're going to get to sound judgment here in a moment, so no more uh, Trump Sessions calls right now. We've done a lot on that. But let's get up to date on the uh, health care story um, and a dramatic turn that it is taking in Washington. Yeah, senators, including Arizona's John McCain, will vote today on whether to begin debate on a health care bill. It's still unclear whether Republicans have enough votes to do that. Several GOP senators have complained that they don't know what legislation they're being asked to consider. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. This is going to be for sure the most sought-after Christmas gift of 2017, bud. Yeah? The new Star Wars Luke Skywalker's Landspeeder by Radio Flyer made its debut at Comic-Con in San Diego last Thursday morning. I want one. Yeah? I haven't seen this. Oh, it's so cool looking. The motorized kid-sized vehicle is available for pre-order ahead of a September 5th, 2017 release date probably going to want to get your hands on that as soon as you can. It's based on the land speeder Luke drove in Star Wars A New Hope. The vehicle seats two riders up to 130 pounds with accurate detailing from the film. It has an interactive dashboard with lights and real movie sounds, a five mile per hour driving speed, that I don't like. The speeder provides a Was fully... that too fast? <laughs> Come on, Leadfoot. <laughs> the speeder provides a truly galactic driving experience. Sorry, guys, though, it does not hover. 
The gear shift, though, switches between two miles per hour forward, five miles per hour forward, yeah. or two mile per hour reverse. Yeah. It has a 12 volt rechargeable battery and charger included for ages four plus. They did say four plus. Radio Flyers Land Speeder will be available exclusively at Toys R Us with a steep $500 price tag. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Paco was was giving that a little serious thought. <laughs> Maybe not now. so much now. Ouch. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I have a feeling if a set of uh, big, beautiful eyes are put on you, you might just reconsider that. I could melt. I frequently <laughs> do. <laughs> and finally, today marks National Hire a Veteran Day. The message is simple. To remind employers across America that those who've served our nation are highly trained and qualified to fill just about any position available. In addition to that, today also happens to be National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. Oh, ho, ho. I like that. So do I. It's my second favorite. Yeah. I'm basically a butterscotch guy when it's Ooh. Sunday time. But when the hot fudge in a, in a pinch, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Hot fudge <laughs> and some whipped cream. Bring it on. Thank you, Deb. You're welcome, Deborah Deb. Roberts with our news all morning long here, top and bottom of the hour, and of course, whenever it breaks. Michael, one more time. The twin prizes up for grabs on sound judgment. Today's winner can get a hardback copy of Come Sundown by New York Times bestselling author Nora Roberts. With its take no guff heroine, Come Sundown is the quintessential Roberts novel that will capture you with its spine-tingling suspense. But you'll also be qualified for the grand prize, a $175 Cavender's gift card. A distinguished leader in the Western wear industry, Cavender's carries a full line of men's, women's, and children's Western apparel. It's also got handcrafted Western boots, so you can not just wear it, but also live it. Visit Cavenders.com today. All right, I love the Beatles, and I know a lot of you do as well, so here we go. It's July 25th, and on this date, the Beatles album Hard Day's Night hit number one on the pop charts. Stayed there for 14 weeks. The album was tying to be released with the Beatles movie Hard Day's Night. And now listen to some sound from the title song on that Beatles album, and then use your sound judgment to tell me what year this happened. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night, I should be sleeping like a log. But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do will make me feel all right. Line two, what year was that? 1964. Oh, my. We got a Beatles fan right off the top. You have won our dual prizes on Sound Judgment. What do you think? Awesome. I love the Beatles. Awesome. Yeah, so do I. I'll never forget that song or that movie. Still fun to watch. What's your first name? Uh, Todd. Todd from where? Lake Mary. Okay. One of my favorite towns. We're going to write you a letter of congratulations to accompany the prizes. And you want to talk off air with Michael right now and make the arrangements, Todd? Sounds great. Thanks, bud. Let's do it, buddy. Great to have you. And congratulations. Um, In a moment, inspiration from a most unlikely source, totally off-the-wall actor Jim Carrey, an amazing ministry that he has, and a bold proclamation of how Christ has changed his life and is offering hope to some people who've had a very hard life. It really is extraordinary. I just was blown away by this. Yaffe called it to my attention, and, um, and, and I wanted to share it with all of you, and I will in a moment. It is not to be missed. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. will be updated in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
In a moment, something that will surprise you, I think, as it surprised me and is not to be missed. It will be an inspirational close to the show. Wait till you hear what um, legendary Hollywood star Jim Carrey has said and what he is doing with his life. It's extraordinary. I want you to listen now to this amazing piece by comedian Jim Carrey, a remarkable speech about faith and forgiveness that he gives to former convicts. Um, He was appearing before the Homeboy Industries in Los Angeles, where they provide hope, training, and support to former gang involved and previously incarcerated men and women, allowing them to redirect their lives and to become contributing members of our community. He gave a great testimony about how Christ has changed his life and helped him meet and overcome the challenges that he has faced. Listen to this inspiration from a most unlikely source, actor Jim Carrey. I want to speak to uh, the fact that I believe uh, that this room is filled with God and, uh, and that you are heroes to me and I admire you because when you step through these doors and you decide to be a part of this family, you've made a decision to transcend and to leave darkness behind. <laughs> It takes a champion to make that decision. And uh, I really want to speak to the fact that I've had some challenges in the last couple of years myself. uh, And uh, ultimately, I believe that suffering leads to salvation. And in fact, it's the only way that uh, we have to somehow accept and not deny, but feel our suffering and feel our losses, and uh, and then we make one of two decisions. We either decide to go through the gate of resentment, which leads to vengeance, which leads to self-harm, which leads to harm to others, or we go through the gate of forgiveness, which leads to grace. And uh, your being here is an indication that you've made that decision already. You've made the decision to walk through the gate of forgiveness to grace, just as Christ did on the cross. He suffered terribly, and he was broken by it to the point of doubt and a feeling of absolute abandonment, which all of you felt. And... uh, then there was a decision to be made. And the decision was to look upon the people who were causing that suffering or the situation that was causing that suffering with compassion and with forgiveness. And that's what opens the gates of heaven for all of us. So I wish that for all of you. I wish that for myself. I know that no matter what I've suffered, most of you have suffered worse than that. But that's why I admire you. Because you're here, you know, and you will have grace because this decision has been made. So I'm so glad to be with you and uh, to be a part of this. Thank you, Father Greg. Thank you, John. Hollywood star Jim Carrey, who's had a lot of problems in his life recently, and what a powerful testimony. The Lord's using him now in a mighty, mighty way, talking to People have been in the bottom of uh, you know of the barrel here in gang activity. They've been in prison, etc. 
and uh, and he shared his testimony with them. And how inspirational is that, Yaffe? Well, he was right too. He talked about grace and forgiveness, and that that's that's true. That's how it works. You you have to first get forgiveness from Christ, understand, accept that forgiveness, and then grace you will receive. Which so of course message. is unmerited favor, right? And um and and it's it's remarkable um how it uh, how it all works, and how no one is no one is beyond redemption. Yaffe, you'll be on from uh, 8 to 10 tonight, taking calls on the hot topics yes, of the day. Yes, sir, right? that's exactly right. We'll see what happens with Jeff Sessions, and I'll talk about it. And we'll be here on the 50,000-watt front porch tomorrow morning. For Deb, for Yaffe, for Michael, the Budman here, thank you for joining us from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Thanks. Have a great day. God bless you, and God bless America.